God, I just I trust that, that fasting is a gift, that the opportunity to let go of things like food or media or whatever else, and instead to focus our hearts on you is only intended to be a gift for our souls that draws us closer to you. And so I ask that throughout this podcast, that would your Holy Spirit lead the conversation, but also just bless the listener for the skeptic, for the cynic, or for even someone that's had really poor experiences with fasting. Um, yeah, I just pray that this conversation helps bring bring life and hope um, that fasting really is a gift. Um, yeah, we love you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, um, for, for being here, for being in us, for being in the one that that listens in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Joshua, and uh, so grateful that you're listening. I'm a pastor here at Ethos, specifically a pastor at the Ruby. Shout out my Hillsborough Village family. Um, and if you don't know this, um, you probably know by now since you're listening, uh, but we, we do this fast every single year. We call it Awaken. We fast for a month. Um, and I just wanted to spend some time talking about fasting, um, which is normal people like myself. Uh, I feel like we get a lot of chance uh, from the microphone uh, in the front to talk about fasting, uh, but I wanted to sit down with just friends and go, hey, real talk, what's what's your journey been with fasting? And so my friends today, we've got Laura, we've got Kyle, uh, two folks that have been at Ethos for some time. Um, Laura, I'll start with you. Who are you? 15 seconds or less. My name is Laura Sigenthaler. I'm married to Dylan, and we have three boys. Um, I go to the cannery and have for a while now, and um, I am a dietitian at St. Thomas Midtown Diabetes Center. Welcome, Laura. Thanks. Thank you. Kyle, who are you? I'm Kyle Snook, and have been going to Ethos since 2011 when I showed up to go to school at Belmont, and uh, married to my wife, Quincy, and... What was the last thing you said? You had to, Where I work. Or you work, that's right. I work at Vanderbilt University in fundraising and development at uh, for the Peabody College of Human and Organizational Development. Yeah, so if you'd like to donate to Kyle and Vanderbilt, <laughs> I'm kidding. There'll be a link. Um, okay, well, listen, today I, I kind of have three goals in mind uh, just to talk about fasting. Uh, the first is I just want to have open and honest dialogue about fasting. If, if there is like a target demographic, um, which I guess there is, it would be the person that says, I'm brand new to fasting, or I've tried fasting, doesn't feel like it's for me. Um, I have often followed uh, or falling in, I have often fallen into that second camp of I've tried it, but it's, it can be really hard. And so I just want to have some open and honest dialogue for the person that goes, I don't know if fasting's for me. And I'm like, hey, I feel you. I've been there. Um, let's talk about that. The second is just setting the right expectations uh, before this fasting season. I think that has so much to do with how the fasting journey can go. Um, if you're like me, you set some goals, you have expectations on how it's going to feel. And if you don't have the right expectations, they can accidentally, I think, be detrimental. So that's a second thing I want to talk about. And then thirdly, I want us to talk through all the elements of the physical, the mental, the spiritual, the communal elements that go into this fasting journey. So let's start with open and honest dialogue about fasting, okay? Um, so no pressure to make this sound pretty, you guys. Um, but I do want to start with a positive. I think we're all here because we we do love fasting. Um, we may not have always loved it. We may have had a love-hate <laughs> relationship with fasting. Um, but I'd love to start with just why do you love fasting? What Why do you look forward to it even? And Laura, we'll start with you. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like for me, like it just like cuts down on the noise. Like God isn't changing. Like because I fast, God is not closer to me or like I'm not better because I'm doing it. But when I take food or media or whatever away, it just like cuts down on all that noise and I can like feel that closeness more. And I feel like it was sweet yesterday. Like God kind of like showed me that I was uh, standing in the nursery and had been like real cloudy and stuff. And it was like the clouds moved and the sun shined through. And it was like so simple, but it was like, that's fasting. Like I'm just pushing those clouds out of the way so I can see the sun more clearly. Okay. Well, that's beautiful. And that's, <laughs> it was sweet. That's so good. Kyle, yeah. what about you? Why do you love fasting? Yeah, I think Laura hit it hit it really well. There's like a there's a focus that happens when you're fasting um where for me at least, it's easy to like check in with God at some of the checkpoints throughout the day, praying before food, praying at night. But during fasting, there there's an element where like something's missing, you notice that. And so I just find myself being like more checked in, more tuned in to God and his voice and looking for those sunshine moments, looking for those moments where you go, man, that's really special. That's beautiful. That's for, that's from God. I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's like a clarity of, of mind I've and, and spirit, at least for me, that I've found that's been beautiful. I've not been able to find it through other avenues at this point. So mm-hmm. It's really good. And I've been on... I resonate with the love-hate relationship with fasting, but in my seasons of like, I really enjoy fasting, I resonate with just, I connect with God. Like I, I literally like put something to the side and instead of focusing on lunch or on the office or something, I literally just set my heart on the Lord. And when I'm doing that, when I'm like, oh God, I'm just here for you, um, I do, I look forward to fasting. And in this season, Praise report, if you guys know what praise reports are. I grew up Baptist, so we had praise reports. Uh, but praise report, I am. I'm looking forward to going, I want to set some things aside and just remind my soul, like, I love the Lord, and I want to give Him my attention and because He's given me His. So, mm-hmm. okay, good. All right, personal journey with fasting. We don't have to talk forever on this, but I would, I would like for you guys to take some time to just share what's your journey been with fasting overall. Um, please feel free to share the highs and the lows. Um, just what's it been like as you've went from your first time fasting to sitting here right now talking about the clouds parting and the sun shining through the window? Like, Laura, we'll start with you, but but what's your journey been like with fasting? Um, well, I'll, I'll preface and say, like, pretty much exclusively the times I fasted have been in conjunction with ethos. Like, I'm not some, like, super faster who's, like, going out and doing this on my own all the time. Um, but I feel like in the beginning for me, it was... It was just the media fast, and I feel like that's huge and, like, part of my journey always now when I fast because it does create space like other things can't, I feel like. Um, But I will say I feel like having food be a component of it did kind of bring it to a new level for me Um, just because I feel like taking away kind of a basic need that, like, God gave us, he can fill that in a way that it's just you can't like recreate that with other stuff a lot of the times. Um, so I, you know, I've had those days where I've just struggled through where nothing else was different in my day, except I felt hungry and angry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but like, I've also had those times where like, like a specific time I can remember where like, I, it wasn't audible, but like heard God speak more clearly than ever before. Um, and so like, I feel like that's one of my like highest highs spiritually and and maybe some of the lowest lows spiritually where I'm just like, this is stupid. Like, why am I doing this? But I'm going to interrupt you. (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever done any sort of fast where you left it going? Nothing happened. 
like the whole time. I feel like it was just kind of like whatever. And then how did you keep going? How did you do it again? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't want to jump ahead here, but I feel like this might come later. But I, I feel like even those times where I've been like, that was pretty mundane. Like I, I can't like look back and say like, oh, God really did this. Like I still feel like he he used it. Like he built on it. He 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 built muscles inside of me that I could rely on for things later on. Like I, I just feel like wholeheartedly believe like this does not return void. Like when you're trying to walk in obedience with God, like he is going to use it for something, even if it's not in the immediate time. That's good. And okay, if if you had to name Whenever fasting gets hard, this is like the thing that's typically happening. Like whenever it feels the most challenging, it's always either this thought or this feeling. What is that thing? Like what's your main obstacle when you look at your your past with fasting? Um, okay, I don't this is gonna sound probably too churchy, but I was th- I've been thinking about this is why like I feel like there are times where like all of a sudden like I'll be chugging along and then like real like from the pit of me anger comes up where I'm like, mm. I hate this. Like I'm going to eat. I'm like, it's like anger Amen. and testify. Yeah. Like, and I feel like it is like, because it's so like sudden and like visceral like that, like it's just the enemy being like, yeah, give this up. And so like, it could be because I'm fixing my kids lunch and I want to eat it. It could be because my coworkers are going to lunch. It could be like, it could be anything. But when I feel like that visceral kind of attack, like that's the hardest for me. And I have to like recognize it for what it is like spiritual warfare. Do you have, in your journey, um, do you have a moment where you went, ah, finally, like when that happened, I pushed through and you go, man, I'm so, do you have like a, I'm grateful I pushed through moment that you can remember in your fasting journey where you were like, I pushed through that. I am really angry. I'm just going to eat right now, but I pushed through and other than like a sense of accomplishment, like where the Holy Spirit just kind of reward, I don't want to say rewarded, but kind of blessed that part of your journey. Um, I don't know if I have like a ton of specifics. I mean, just thinking through like a few years ago, I was like fasting every Tuesday and Thursday and probably it it was during Awaken, probably like for the first half of the month, it was like kind of mundane, like nothing huge is going on here. And then like halfway through one Tuesday, I was sitting there praying. And I mean, not to like make it sound more or less than it is. Like, I felt like God gave me like a vision of like, this is what's happening in the spiritual world. And like, like you said, in no way that was that a reward because of like, you pushed through that here's your reward. But it was just like, you just needed a little more time to like keep pressing into this before like you, I saw that fruit. Awesome. Okay, great. Kyle, let's transition to you. Yeah. Your journey with fasting. I had never, similar to Laura, I had never done it before doing it with ethos. Um, I've been Christian my whole life, but had never done fasting. And I would say I probably did it wrong three times before I did it right, honestly. Define wrong. What's that mean? Where, so maybe not wrong. Um, I didn't do it as well as I could have, or I set the bar really low I just had one of those seasons where like I tried it, didn't feel like much happened. Maybe I didn't, you know, give up something that I really liked. Or I don't know. It just was like at the end of the month, I was like, I was like, I'm glad it's over. I kind of faked it through house church and told everyone like my fast is going well. But in I've my heart, I, I was like, there. I was like, this, I don't think anything's happening. And I'm just like wanting this to be done so I don't have to keep faking it. So I would I wanna, say that happened like two or three times. I want to push back though. I want to address the language of right and wrong because I deeply resonate with this. Like, did I succeed or fail? Do you still look at fasting that way? Do you still think in those terms? 
Uh, no, no. Well, no. I think more than anything, my like the why of why I was doing it was in the wrong spot. There we go. That so I think okay. my motivation was off. Um, and then that finally, I think I finally did it. Where was like it, my was heart it more was more of a? Right I know I'm interrupting you like big time. Um, sorry. Was it when you say the motive was wrong? What what was in your reflection? Where was the motive to start? Uh, it was. I need to pick something that sounds like I'm suffering. So when people ask me how my fast is going, <laughs> I can you know feel like I fit in. Like I don't want to leave house church feeling embarrassed that I didn't yes. give up air or something. You know, I just okay, was like, that makes so much I need sense. to have something that's really miserable. That was my motivation in the beginning, right? Which is so wrong. Like that's just that's not the whole point of this thing. So, anyways, yeah, the beginning, I definitely it took me some time to like sync up with what's the purpose of this. Like, what are we really after? instead of what are we omitting from our lives. So the past two years or so, I think I've really gotten into a, a good groove where it really has just been about God and, and having more of him versus less of something else. Mm-hmm. And from that, like as I look back, it's similar to Laura, like in, in the moment, in that season, in that month, sometimes you don't really, f- it's, it doesn't feel very spectacular. It doesn't feel very special, but it's when you look back on it or you, yeah, you look back on that time and you think, man, I, I really did learn X, Y, and Z. I really do feel like this has been strengthened in my my walk with God, which is perhaps just part of the challenge of it. It's like some of this, some of the rewards are going to come later. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I've been super thankful for it. I mean, I've been motivated to go from where I started to like continuing to fast throughout the year, not just in the month that we do it with ethos. So it's been greatly rewarding for me. I mean, I never would have dreamed five years ago, six years ago that I'd be kind of looking forward to it. So true, true that (laughs) that is really special that you are looking forward to it. Maybe I'm there. I don't know. That's really cool though. If I'm not there, this, this helps me like give me hope. Maybe one day I'll be like, Oh, I can't wait for February 30 days. Let's do 90 days. You know, (laughs) that's, that's, that's really great though. Um, now, I want to talk about, let's transition. Um, I think that was a good little open and honest part. We're, we're going to get into the physical, spiritual, mental stuff. But for a second, a phrase that I like to remind myself of is that expectations will often define your experience. And so if you've ever been like on a family vacation and went, okay, on Monday we're doing this, Tuesday we're doing this, it's going to feel this way. Or maybe if you've ever anticipated a first date and you're like, oh, I know exactly how this is going to feel. Well, the minute something throws it off and the feelings don't match, it's like, what follows? Disappointment, frustration. Ugh, it's not what I thought it was going to be. That is easily my experience with fasting. Um, oh, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and then it's going to feel like this. And by day three, the Holy Spirit picks me up, sets me on the wings of eagles, and I just ascend to the top of the mountain, and I just like spend time uh, with God, and it, I'm just floating, and it's perfect. And and then day one happens, and at 6 p.m., you're like, my gut's rebelling, I hate everything, um, don't talk to me, and I don't feel close to God. So, uh, and I think what happens is I kind of come in with the wrong expectations, um, and, and it becomes, for me at least, sometimes more like goal-oriented. I'm going to accomplish these things, and that will somehow end up really blessing my soul. And I can kind of miss the expectation of just, I want to connect with God. So, in your experience... Give me some examples. Where have you had the wrong expectations and that that's, I still get nervous with right and wrong language. Mm. I feel you. I know Mm -hmm. what you mean. I don't know. So whatever. Where have you had expectations that maybe got in the way of Mm -hmm. the true point of fasting? Laura, we'll start with you. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I feel like kind of you, what you touched on right there is just having the expectation of like, I'm going to have some kind of huge revelation with this, or I'm going to be able to like point to something and be able to tell people like, this is how my walk with the Lord changed. And like, that's just not always the case. And actually, as you were talking just then too, I was thinking about, I tend not to put people in a bucket, but like as a woman, I feel like I tend to be more emotional, like with how I make my decisions and things. And sometimes just reminding myself, like, it doesn't have to be about how I feel. Like, I don't have to feel this. It doesn't have to feel like it's going like stellar all the time. But like, I can still know, like in my head and based on like what the word tells me that like, it is good, it is right, it is worth it. Like the, the, those two things don't always have to marry up with each other. Like I don't have to feel it all the time. I relate to this so hard. Um, <laughs> as a man, I'm, I'm very feelings oriented <laughs> uh-huh. as well. And so I often go, how it's going depends on how good of a mood I'm in. Mm-hmm. And that's when you're, when you're fasting, just a heads up, you won't always feel good. I don't know if anyone knows that or <laughs> not. Um, so that that's really good. What what have you learned to expect? Like when, when we're about to, we're, we're a few weeks out right now. We're headed to awaken. What have you learned to expect from the fasting season? Um, I, I think I've just learned to expect that like I, I need to stay intentional about it. Like whatever it is that I decide to give up or whatever it looks like, you know, as long as I'm staying intentional with like, I know what my goal is and my goal is to like keep my eyes focused on God. Like if I can keep that at just kind of like the foundation of it, everything else may look different and not look great, but like it's still going in the right direction. One thing I feel in this as you're talking is to just to not be so hard on yourself with how you feel with the quote unquote outcome. Mm -hmm. Like to not, I I don't know if it's because we grew up in grade school and everything's a test and you know, here's, here's how you graded. And so we just can't help ourselves, but go, how would I assess that experience? Mm -hmm. What was my highs and what was my lows and my successes and my failures? Um, But it's almost like we're using the wrong measuring system all in all, or at least, or at least I can. Kyle, let's, let's transition to you. So in your, in your experience of fasting expectations that maybe didn't help you. I agree with a lot of what Laura said, and I will flip one thing that we've said on its head. There are some days when you are fasting where you actually feel fine. Mm -hmm. And, and similarly to not let that confuse you and make you think, oh no, I'm not, I'm not suffering enough or I'm not fasting correctly. Um, that there are some days where you're like, "I, I feel okay. And I'm, more importantly, I'm 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 not maybe perfect in this month, but I'm being persistent with God. Like I'm I'm sticking with it. I think ultimately that is that is what I've come to expect is like just persistent, regular interaction with God, regular check-in, regular prayer, whatever those things are that like just keep me tuned in throughout the month. That's I, I mean the the physical stuff you expect that as well, but more importantly, the the spiritual connection that I feel with God is is what I come to expect. That's so good. Depending on your personality, goal setting can be a tension or it can be an invitation. I've talked to some, and this is not how I feel, but I've talked to some that you watch their eyes light up when they start setting goals. I'm going to do this fast for this long. And the whole time my soul is like withering. I'm like, uh, even the thought of externally processing what goals I have with fasting makes me scared. It doesn't feel, I'm more like, I'm, I've already addressed, I'm feelings oriented. I want to be spontaneous. I don't want to have like a regimented walk with God. And some of that's immaturity and some of it's just how God made me. Um, but when I hear goals being set, the first thing I feel is, oh, I've got to do this right. And then immediately because I'm trying to set goals, there's this tension 
where I kind of neglect the whole point is to be in relationship with God, is to give him my ear, to give him my heart, to draw near to him. And so that's something that as I'm getting older and hopefully, fingers crossed, maturing, that I'm trying to learn the balance because I know that goals are helpful. Even if you're not a type A, you know, one on the Enneagram person, like goals are good. So in your guys' experience, have you had those tensions or do goals just make you come alive in the spirit? Like, do you ever feel the tensions of, oops, goal setting, don't let it get in the way too much of relationship and whoever wants to answer, go for it. As a one on the Enneagram, I feel called out. Are you a one? I'll go first. (laughs) Yeah. I think I knew that. Yeah. Friends for 11 years. Love yeah. you, Kyle. You're a one. Go for uh, it. Yeah, I definitely have felt that. I've I've felt that each subsequent year I do this, it has to be more miserable, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is just hilarious to say out loud. But it's the truth. It's like, it's how my heart feels. Uh, last year, you gave this up. You have to give up that and more. Oh, like, okay. Yes. Add, add, to the, add to the weight rack. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yes. like any goal. You If you hit it last year, you did well. It's time to do more. And if you don't do more, you're not challenging yourself. Wow. But... Yeah, I just I speak against that. Like, it, just find a fast that works well for you. And and like I said, the first few times I did it, it wasn't great. So maybe it was a good idea that I changed what I was fasting from and, and what I was doing. But I think I found a fast that works for me. I don't really plan on adjusting or changing a whole lot. And I think that's great. Again, it's not about the okay. goal. It's about okay, God. quick question for you. Yeah. What does it look like for you to decide what fast you're going to do? Um, like, do you sit and kind of just like, God, will you search my heart? Like what feels like the right step for me? Resisting the, I've got to add, I got to do more than I did last year, but also being open with what am I going to do? And how do you even decide? Yeah, I truthfully, I probably have just taken some ideas from other people, like in conversations, heard what you're fasting from. And I go, yeah, I think I could, I think I should try that or I could do that. Um, So I can't, I can't say that there's any sort of huge, I, I frankly, I don't think I've ever prayed, God, would you show me what I should fast from? But I think for some, there may be that thing that you know, like in your heart, like, oh, I really am holding on to this. Like, I do not want to give that up. And mm-hmm. I think that's probably a pretty strong indicator. Um, That'll preach. That's true. So, yeah, maybe I have had that moment where I felt called to give up X amount of or these meals throughout the day. And I'm like, it's going to be hard. That's a good little side note. You don't want to give into the mindset that goes, I've got to suffer. Like that's the goal because it's not. It's connecting with God. But if you do notice your heart going, hey, anything but that. Mm-hmm. Right. The But that, that might actually be going, That's that might be the thing. Yeah. <laughs> like anything but sugar, baby. Right. You know? Exactly. Like, ah, maybe. Uh, anyway, uh, maybe not though. Who knows? All right. Laura, what about you? What was the question again? <laughs> oh, what was the question again? Um, oh, just like the tension of setting goals, but keeping relationship mm. at the center. And, mm. and has that has that ever been difficult to set a goal, but keeping in mind relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend, I, I don't know, I fall into a weird camp because I'm not like super type A in a lot of areas of my life, but I do like that kind of goal, you know, driven, like I want to meet this and I did good if I did and I did bad if I didn't, you know. Um, but I don't know. I don't even think this is really going to answer the question, but this is this is my thought on it. Like, I feel like I struggle sometimes in the season of fasting kind of going between like pride and like a competitive spirit and then also humility. Like I feel like it can bring out so much humility in me. I was telling somebody last fast we did like, I am so feeble of a human. Like I I miss two meals and I'm like, I'm starving. And like God is so much greater than I am. But then I also see myself being like, well, that person ate and I did not, you know, <laughs> like, and like, that's just real. Like so that is the darkness inside of me that I'm like, you know, can be prone to like going that way. And so I think I just have to like 
constantly like keep in check with the Lord. Like if I, if I'm going too long and I haven't like stopped to talk with him or listen to him, like I'm probably veering off course in, in one of those directions. And you know, this conversation's helping me even realize for the listener, try to fast like 10 different times without having a ton of weight on your first time or your first three times. Mm. Like, cause some of this, you just need time. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm so different. 10 years ago, I was 21. I'm a completely different human, right? There's so much that I've grown in, but I needed 10 years to do it. I needed 10 years to mature in some ways. And I may have had a goal when I was 22 to get where I'm at now, but I thought I could get there by 23. Mm-hmm. And then frustration follows. I'm not where I thought I'd be. And, and I feel like God's like, I'm, hey, I'm working on that. You're, you're fine. Just keep walking. And I think with fasting, and may, maybe this has to do with um, an ADD culture, you know, TikToks aren't very long, and then we're on to the next. And so, oh, three days of fasting didn't work. I'm done with fasting for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think I would encourage, this is a long game spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. Like, man, if you fast for the next 15 years, I I feel confident. I promise you, you will have some cool fasting experiences in those, fast, in those 15 years. Mm-hmm. Maybe not your first three. I don't know. Maybe you will. Mm-hmm. But to not put so much pressure mentally on what someone else is doing, um, but also the fruit that you're seeing in your first five, I mean, give it five years like, and, don't, and don't feel the pressure to like love it, um, but maybe trust the people talking now, your community, but also scripture that fasting is intended for you and to give you an ear for the Holy Spirit. And it will happen. God will bless that and not in a success fail way, but he mm-hmm. sees you anyway. Tangent done. All right, let's transition to the third goal all the elements. And if anything that we say is redundant, don't worry about it. Let's just, let's repeat it. But I want to talk about physical, mental, spiritual, communal, and I want us to take our time. Let's, let's nerd out for a little bit. Um, so let's first talk about the physical elements. I know that this is talked about. I don't think it's talked about enough. Um, I I don't know. We're in a culture full of hot takes. There's my hot take. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, we don't talk about this enough, but, um, but when I think about fasting, I think so often I'm rightly so going, all right, me and God are going to connect. But if I'm not aware of the physical nature of removing food from my body, which I do not do regularly, so that's why we fast, um, man, it can catch me off guard. The more I know what to expect uh, and, and the more I anticipate my gut complaining to me aggressively and uh, telling me, you better eat or else, um, the better I do whenever it starts to happen. I'm like, up oh, there it is. And so I want to help us orient because I think when people feel their their tummy grumbling and they feel fatigue or dizzy and they're trying to work. Side note, the American calendar, not super conducive to fasting as Jesus wants us to do it. Um, and our diet probably doesn't help us a whole lot. But anyway, all right. Laurel, let's start with you. You introduced yourself as a dietitian, so the pressure's on. <laughs> Tell us all use about a lot the of human. big words. <laughs> yeah. use, use all the big words that we don't know what they mean. Um, but what happens to the physical body when you fast? And help our people like orient whenever you feel these maybe they, they would say negative physical feelings. What's the body doing? Help us normalize it. How should we think about it? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I have kind of like three points here. I, I mentioned dietitian. I work with diabetes specifically. So the first one's kind of related to that. Um, you Your blood sugar goes down when you don't eat. 
that's that's what you know food breaks down into a lot of it and so um that's a natural thing and our bodies will compensate for that you, you make counter regulatory hormones that will bring your blood sugar back up so you're not gonna you know most people at least are not gonna pass out or you know be unconscious um thank goodness right i, I do feel like that's a fear sometimes well, it like, feels like it. Yeah, yeah sometimes i'm like i might i might hit the floor <laughs> yeah right right um but that is a lot of times why if you have like that kind of like sinking feeling or even maybe feeling like slightly like nauseous or queasy a lot of times that's related to your blood sugar levels going down really low um and especially if a lot of people in america you're overproducing insulin like while you're still eating and so especially if you're doing that then you've got extra insulin in there also pulling your blood sugar down and it can really make you feel bad and and kind of at least personally before like felt a little scary at times like maybe I should eat because like this probably you know it can't be good for me to feel this way or something bad's going to happen but it it won't for 99.9% of people like you're going to make those regulatory hormones your blood sugar is going to come back up and like you'll be okay you just kind of have to wait it out a little bit um, and then the other thing physically, and this probably applies more if you're going to do like multiple days of fasting, but it can, it can happen early on too, is your electrolytes, like especially sodium can go down. Um, and that a lot of times leads to headaches. So if you're prone to headaches while you're fasting, kind of supplementing that sodium can help maybe avoid those. Um, that can also cause your blood pressure to go down a little bit low when your sodium levels get low like that. Um, and so that could be what's going on too. Like if you stand up and you feel dizzy, like that might be related to the, just those sodium levels. Um, and again, natural thing, like you're not in danger because of that. Um, but that's kind of what's going on with those. Is there light at the end of the tunnel? Like, is that how you're going to feel? If, let's say you're, you're like, okay, I'm doing sun up, sun down. Are those feelings going to happen? And do they ever stop? <laughs> do they ever stop? Because 30 days, I would assume there might be a window where that chills out a little, but I actually don't know if I'm right. So will it calm down? Yes, it does calm down. It, you know, if you looked at like Jesus who fasted 40 days, like he might've experienced those feelings like in the first day or two, and then everything kind of like levels out. Mm. It's a little bit different if you're doing like sun up to sun down because you are still consistently putting some sort of food in. So you might feel a little bit of that every day, but it won't be as severe as it was in the beginning for most people. And the other thing that will help with that, which this is easier said than done, but if you kind of like clean up your eating like right before the fast and while you're fasting and like by clean up, I mean like cut out some of the excess sugars. That's uh, I know <laughs> probably the biggest mind. thing. <laughs> Me and Kyle, big, easy bake cookie guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So doing that kind of stuff, like it, it makes those effects of when you cut out the food way worse if you're eating a lot of junk or if you try and like, like I always tell people if they're fasting for like other reasons or this, like avoid that last meal um, wanting to do that and have like a huge splurge before you start because you're really not setting yourself up for success by doing that. So I think what I would want listeners to hear when your physical body rebels, you're detoxing mm -hmm. probably. And that actually is probably a good thing mm -hmm. 
but is that true? Is it a, oh, yeah. a good thing? Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I have some benefits written down too. We can talk about those in a minute. No, or... let's do it right now. Okay. Get, give us some benefits. We not we like that. Okay. Um, well, so as far as going back to like blood sugars, it lowers your insulin levels. And so again, like a lot of us, myself included, are, are overproducing insulin a lot of times just based on what we're eating and body chemistry and all that. And so it lowers those levels and kind of like gives your pancreas, your which is what makes insulin, kind of gives your pancreas a break. Um, and so by doing that, like high insulin levels leads to a ton of inflammation in your body. So it can help lower that. It leads to diabetes, you know, over long term, if you're constantly produ- overproducing insulin. Um, and it doesn't just help in that moment. Like you get those lowering effects for a little while, even after you're done fasting. So it kind of has that like longevity benefit. Um, it also, they think it lowers your bad cholesterol levels and increases your good cholesterol levels. So you get that like heart protective benefit. Um, and one I thought was really interesting and I always mispronounce this word, but it lowers your ghrelin levels, which you said, is, you said it right. Okay. I'm okay, kidding. Thanks. I'm kidding. I've never heard that word. <laughs> it's your hunger hormone. So it decreases your hunger hormone hormone. And again, that's a hormone that for a lot of us, it's overproduced. And so if you're one of those people who like, you feel like you're hungry all the time or like can't ever get full, you might be overproducing that. And stepping away from food for a period of time kind of like brings those levels back down. And so then even when you go back to eating after the fast, you don't feel quite so hungry. Wow. Yeah. I like, it's kind of fun for me whenever there's like a ancient practice and then now we have like modern technology. So we have, we get to discover some of what's happening Mm -hmm. in the body and it's like, oh, God has this gift for us. And the main gift I think would be relationship with him. But it's like also if... If you leave 30 days of fasting and feel like prayer was really hard and your head hurt the whole time, <laughs> which obviously doesn't sound super appealing, but <laughs> the, quote unquote, worst case scenario, your physical body benefits from this, which I'm like, that's a perk God didn't have to give us. That's really cool. I know. You know? It's so, it just shows his kindness. I think about that all the time, just being in this field, like just the kindness of God. Like, I want you to do this because I told you to, it's going to benefit you spiritually. But like, I also know your physical bodies need help and I'm going to like provide for mm-hmm. you in that way too. Come on. Sweet. Kyle, you are not a dietitian. I've, I can't follow that up. <laughs> but me? so don't, don't feel the pressure. <laughs> Only me can just speak purely layman's terms right here. But in your experience, what's been frustrating physically? And you don't, you can go, you can give us a super quick answer, but like, yeah. what's your frustrations been physically and how have you like pushed through? Uh, do you, have you had to change your mindset about the physical discomforts that can come? Yeah, physically, like, I don't feel anger all that much when I'm super hungry, but I definitely just feel a drainage of energy. I'm sitting there, usually at home working, and the mind is not focused. You feel really low energy, like, you know, my wife will be asking me questions. I'm barely responding. You're just kind of like on power save mode if you've got an iPhone. Like that's how I kind of feel by the afternoon. Um, and I don't know. I just just like sticking with it, knowing that it's it is fruitful. It's going to be fruitful. And frankly, looking forward to food when I eat it, <laughs> like knowing it's going to be great when it comes. You're fine. Like sometimes that's all it takes to get me to get me through it. Quite honestly, so you're like going to Sonic, can I have two hot fudge Sundays? Yeah, just ended my fast <laughs> to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah. Frankly, all the you know scientific stuff she shared, it, you definitely do feel that. But for me, it's not been like a super painful thing. It's just you feel low on energy, um, but when the sun comes or sun sets, um, you get to enjoy some really delicious food and thank God for it. So. Yeah, that's that's really good. And so 
challenging truth um, to, to anyone that's trying to attempt fasting. If you want your fast on just the physical side to be a little easier, check your diet. And that's just a hard truth. Um, but if you're like me and you've got a sweet tooth, don't be surprised when you're low lightheaded, stomach is angry at you. Like it's going to happen because some unhealthy things are, are leading to detox. All right. I think that's good enough for the physical side. Um, if you've got questions, just uh, shoot me an email. All right. Um, second, mental. Now, the mental and the spiritual with fasting, they overlap a ton. So if, if you feel some overlap before we get to the spiritual side, that's okay. But I did want to talk about the mental journey here, y'all, is really tough. And in any time we face adversity, you know, there's just like a mental war that can happen. Like, hey, why don't you just quit? Why don't, mm-hmm. uh, or I'm really angry, or I'm feeling more and more impatient by the minute, not by the day. You know, you're like, I'm going to do this for four days. And day one, by 1 p.m., you're like, I actually don't know if I'm going to make it to two. Mm-hmm. So when you're in the trenches of, of fasting, what's a mental thing that you tell yourself or what's like a ritual you have? For example, um, I was talking to a friend and he shared that something he does during fasting um, every day is he'll make a cup of decaf tea and he'll sit at a table and he'll put his hands around the mug and, and breathe. And, and there's something about the ritual of just a warm cup of tea. I don't relate to that, but it, he, it really helps him. And he goes, the ritual like helps me remind myself why I'm here, deep breaths, the steam coming up from the tea. Like there's something about that that mentally helps him. For you guys, is there something you tell yourself? Is there something you do that helps your brain go, I'm going to keep keep going. I'm going to keep trying to stay true to the fast that I'm attempting i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah for for me i think th- i relate it to any other thing in your life that, that requires some sacrifice and it's difficult but ultimately it brings you to a much more beautiful reality um i'm married you know i gave up my my uh, some of my freedom to be married but it's beautiful i'm so glad i did it if you exercise it's not super fun while you're doing it but it's good for your body and and in this in the times where it feels difficult, knowing like, you know, I think something is really happening here. Something's really at work. Um, and knowing that God will, there will be some benefits reaped from this. Um, so just reminding yourself of that. This is not something totally un, to, something that we've never seen before, never experienced before. And then on a more practical level, like using, I did this one time, but it, I thought it was great. You just set an alarm for every hour on the hour during the workday. So 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And during that time, you just pray for the hour that just passed, thank God for it, and then you just pray for the hour that's to come. So it keeps you centered in the moment. You're not thinking too far ahead. Um, keeps you grounded. And frankly, I think it, for me, it kept me really consistent with checking in with God when I would normally be distracted by how hungry I am to just thank him for what he is doing and the sun shining outside or whatever it is. You just find some time to like check in with him. And the alarm keeps you super practically on time. You don't miss it. That's really good. And just to get extra specific, when that alarm goes off, do you like step outside or do you go to a different room or like, do you, do you step somewhere or do you just like close your eyes for 10 seconds and go, okay, God, thank you for, you know, how does it look? Yeah. For me, I think I just stayed in my office actually. I think I just stayed there and I look out the window and, um, it wasn't anything super fancy. It wasn't a particularly long prayer at any of those points, but just stopping for a moment and going, oh yeah, God's here. Like I'm still, he's still with me. And just a a quick short prayer. And they may have been 15 seconds long, but um, I found that that was really, a really cool experience and would encourage anyone to try it. I love that. It also, when I think just 
a few minutes ago, we're talking about goals and keeping a relationship the main thing as you have goals. I like this because every hour you're not just going, keep going, like you got it, like reach your goal. You're going, God, I'm acknowledging like your presence and what has been and what will be, not even in the next day or two, but like in the last hour, the next hour. It's good. Laura, what about you? I feel like a big one for me we kind of talked about was um, just like having little mantras to to go back to. And so like for me, one that I like is the Lord is my portion. And so like when I feel, you know, whatever the hunger pains or, you know, something kind of bubbling up in me, like going back to the Lord is my portion and like not saying it flippantly, like really knowing what that means, like you are enough, God. Um, And then also like on a very basic practical level, just like stopping and like taking some deep breaths, like, I don't know, any, any kind of feeling that can like feel like it's kind of getting overwhelming, just like taking a few deep breaths and then like maybe it does mean stopping and praying or like just taking some breaths before I like walk into the meeting I know I have to go into, you know, whatever it is that just kind of helps me stop for a second. Love that. This is really good. Moving on to spiritual. Okay. Um, We might have already really been tapping into this, but for me, a difficulty can be as I'm fasting, staying just close. Like what you just shared, Kyle, had a, a lot of spiritual stuff. There was mm-hmm. there was prayer in that, so that, that's really helpful. But how, what's your experience been like with just the Holy Spirit? Like God, I mean, Jesus promises us, like, I'm going to send my helper, the Spirit of Truth. And I, I love that that's the nickname. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to send the convictor or the, hey, the reminder, like you, you said you are going to do this. Like, no, it's the helper. How do you stay in tune with the Holy Spirit? Um, I think about how does scripture help you? How does worship, prayer, but just how do you, how have you in your journey in the fasting season just stayed connected with God? Get as practical as you want, or just take that question wherever you want to take it. One thing that struck me uh, thinking about all this, what, and this may be like everybody else has thought of this before, but like, as I was like looking through the scripture, like it's always prayer and fasting. Like it's never just fasting. And like, so that's a huge one, like going constantly trying to be in prayer, like whenever you have that moment, like bringing it back to him in prayer. Um, that just like stood out to me this time. Um, and also I know for me, like something has to look different in my day. Like I can't just expect my day to flow exactly the same. And like, I don't know, maybe he would, but like for God to like be totally present. So like whether that means I have to wake up earlier or I have to not just skip lunch, but like go and like spend time in the word with him or in prayer during lunch, like something's got to change. It can't just be like the normal routine and me expect just because I'm not eating for things to to happen. That's really good. That's like the classic reminder that we try to say, but it's just like, don't just remove something, like fill it with Mm -hmm. something else. And Mm so that's a good reminder. And I want to chime in too. I know I've been asking mostly just questions, but for me on the spiritual side, I have to be honest with the Lord. Like if I only have to, I don't just want to either confess sin or tell him how great it's all going. I I want to be like, hey, I hate this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like that's where I'm currently at. I think about Psalm 77. It's like one of my favorite Psalms. The first nine verses are basically just, where are you? Have you forgotten your character, <laughs> like, have mm-hmm. you forgotten to be merciful? He like, talks about my hands are stretched out, like, I can't sleep at night. And I really, I needed that. I remember reading that psalm in a time of crisis. Literally, I'm not going to go too far here. The wind blew open my Bible, and it turned to Psalm 77 when hey. I was in a really hard time. Uh-oh. Watch out. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Um, but uh, kidding. Anyway, 
I'm not kidding. The wind did blow it open. But I remember reading that and just receiving permission. Like, God is so in on me going, I really feel miserable. I don't want to do this. I don't feel the benefits. I don't feel happy about this. And I'm like, I feel like where God really blessed my soul was going, there's no better place to to share that than in his presence. And before, as an external processor, I go tell Kyle how much I've hated it. Tell God and then go, will you help me? Like, I love you and I care about you. Like, I am miserable, like, in this little moment. But I also know I'm probably just kind of trapped in a mindset and I probably just need a little help, Lord. And But I do want to tell you that. And I also, it, like, reminds my soul, one, you care about my honesty, but also I do love you. Then I find that in those really honest prayers, he ministers. And so I would really encourage man, does things get hard before you just like give up? And if you do, by the way, that's okay. Mm. You're good. Um, but one thing to try is go get somewhere else, like go hide in the bathroom stall and just tell God, like, this is really hard right now, but I do love you. And I don't want to hide my feelings about this, especially from you. Anyway, tangent that's over. Great. But, that's good. but for you, Kyle, like what, what are some like spiritual practices other than what you've already shared that have you mm-hmm. found helpful? Um, Typically, like during my lunch break, I'll go exercise like on a normal day. But on a day that I'm fasting, I've done this a few times where I'll just walk around my neighborhood and <laughs> I call it like a you know prayer walk or prayer hour or whatever, which many of you maybe have done before. But it's amazing how quickly my prayer, like my, I just get distracted when I'm out there. Like, um, so when I'm not distracted, though, I will say like it, it's been really cool just to see like who comes to mind, like who the Holy Spirit puts on my heart. Um the opportunity to just really pray for my neighbors who I don't know that mm. I pray for all that often. Um, and it, it's it's really not about me. It's about praying for other people. So doing those sorts of things, getting out in nature, at least for me, like that's a, a place where my, I don't know, my spirit comes alive for lack of a better phrase. So um, prayer walks, I think are, are awesome. Just kind of informal. There's no time constraint. Just walk. When things come to mind, say it. And then when you're back at your house, you're back at your house. It's, it's, super like low-key and that's what i love about it yeah it sounds like the pressure's off too which is nice you're just walking and as you feel led to pray do it and then when you get home Mm -hmm. you're home and it's all good there's two more things that come to my mind one there's a grace period in prayer like sometimes you need 10 minutes before you're even like actually settled and when you're fasting it may be 30 but i think be patient as you pray like give your soul your body your brain a chance to settle like as you pray. And I I do think the longer you will just sit in prayer or walk as you pray, like the longer your brain has a chance to say, I'm praying right now. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. what I'm doing. I've found that your your soul slowly will start to creak open to Mm -hmm. God overcoming the hunger, the frustration, the anxiousness. And then second, I I have found personally, worship doesn't just have to be communal. Guys, I don't have a good voice. It's bad, actually. Not true. Not um, true. In heaven, I'm going to have the perfect voice, but not yet. And and I, I think one thing God has shown me is singing to the Lord when I'm alone really blesses my soul. And that may not be for anyone else, um, but I would assume maybe some people would benefit from if you're not used to just like singing to God or maybe just listening to worship. But worship, when you worship by yourself, I think you quickly learn, I was designed to do it. Like when I just choose to take 20 minutes and I'm just going to sing or I'm going to journal, God, here's why I love you. Here's why I'm thankful. Even as I'm angry, here's what I'm so grateful for. And I just acknowledge you're the giver. Man, I've watched my soul come alive. So I think I would encourage, let prayer and the Bible, two things you might have expected, but maybe a third that you may not have thought about, 
try worship by yourself in your car so no one can hear how bad you sound. That's my strategy. All right. Um, okay, that's good on the spiritual realm. All right, let's go to communal, um, and then we'll, we'll wrap this thing up. So to me, the communal element at times has been the most cringy part. Um, just because of my own journey with fasting, I, I, I'm already struggling to keep it about relationship. And the minute my friend's like, what are you doing? How's it going? I'm like, none of your business. Mm-hmm. I can't handle it, you know? And <laughs> and so I, I do want to talk about this. Um, in your guys' experience, what's been a healthy way to to fast in community, knowing that Jesus says, hey, when you do this, you do it in secret. And the Father who sees you in secret will reward you. This is one of the richest parts of fasting, is you don't owe anyone around you one thing. Please hear me. Mm-hmm. New to fasting or skeptical or cynical of your fasting experience, you owe nothing to anyone with fasting. That is you and the Lord. With that in mind, going, this is between me and God, how has, because I do believe community can really be helpful, which sounds like I'm contradicting myself severely right now. In your experience, how has community been helpful in, in, in a private practice between you and the Father? So I have loved the prayer, like special set aside prayer times with ethos, um, like the prayer calls, especially being like smack dab in the middle of the day. Like to me, just everybody showing up, knowing that we're all, you know, probably in some form or another participating in some sort of fast, but nobody is getting on that call being like, well, I'm fasting from this or doing Mm. that. Like you Mm -hmm. don't get into specifics with people. Like you just all know, like you're kind of in it together. So you feel that community and you're just coming before the Lord, like you're just worshiping together and um, like kind of burning that incense together for the Lord. Um, that's been like huge for me and and felt not cringy because, I, I, you know, nobody is coming up to me saying like, even well, how is it going? Like, it's all just, hey, we're just here to like come before the Lord. And so there's just like this idea that you may be fasting from Netflix for two hours a day. Yeah. You may be on day 27 of a 30 day full fast which I don't even understand that, but I know what happens. Um, But no matter what, we're all trying to draw near to God by removing this, removing something and filling it with the presence of God. Mm -hmm. And so there's like a camaraderie. We're Mm -hmm. all just trying to get more of God. And Mm -hmm. I think it's important. And, And I would just, I think I would add to that when you're in community and everyone's talking about fasting, if your fast isn't going well and, and people start talking about their fast, I think it's not always like the community's fault. Like, watch for the enemy, man. Mm-hmm. The enemy's just a sucker. He's so mm-hmm. annoying, mm-hmm. and he'll try to make it what it's not about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about you and the Lord. And so, if it's not, if you have some tensions with your journey with fasting, go talk to God about it. And mm-hmm. you don't. It's okay. Like that. That is not supposed to be a shame circle, and mm-hmm. it's not one. People are just trying to be open and honest. Even on those prayer calls, man, I hopped on those early morning calls. So many people all smiley, <laughs> bright faces, <laughs> wide eyed, and I'm just like. I don't want to be awake right now, <laughs> and I don't like this fast, you know? And, um, and I think sometimes it's easy to let that be a place of unnecessary shame or condemnation. Or For me, it wasn't that deep. It was just, you guys are annoying. I hate that you're loving this so much, yeah. and I'm not. Mm-hmm. And don't let it be that. It's all, it's all good. Um, mm-hmm. That's really good. Thank you, Laura. Kyle, what about you? I had Laura go first because I'm like, you know, I don't have a great answer to this because yeah. I think you're right. Like, community, it's it can be tricky. I've definitely... Like I said in the beginning, house showed up at house church, just tried to play the part to pretend like I was having a rock star fast, and it was kind of not good. So, um, but I think finding those safe spaces, whether it's those Zoom calls or house church or you know a friend, a close friend that you can 
know that their heart's in the right place. And throughout the whole fast, make sure that your heart's in the right spot to know what it is about. It's, it's not about impressing anyone. It's not about suffering worse than anyone. It's just about you and God. And as long as you're good there, I think that will make you a lot more myself. I'm talking to myself now. Make me a lot more open to talking to community about it. That's good. And and if you feel, if as people are talking and you go, I don't want to talk about it, you need to say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do not need to force yourself to say anything, mm-hmm. true or false. Like, just say, I don't really want to talk about it. Like, me and God are, we're, we're fine. I, I'm dealing with it on, on my own. That's that's actually okay. I had a friend share, um, tell if you want to tell someone, you don't have to feel obligated to tell people that you're not that close with. Mm-hmm. If that's your house church, you're like, I'm really close with this person, but not that person, so I feel weird. Okay, well, tell a friend that you already tell everything to, where that's already a natural uh, yeah. a natural conversation you would have. Like mm-hmm. when you're having uh, problems in life, you talk to this person, well, then just tell them. Um, or if you're like, right now, I just I really want this between to be between me and the Lord, let that happen. That is okay. The last thing this is, is, is an assessment. And so my message to you as you walk in community is whatever you decide to do, whatever fast you do, however it's going, you are free. Like mm. you have to know That's that great. you are free. And so if it's going in your mind, not how you want it to go and you're frustrated, you are free though, and you are not condemned. So please hear us saying that. All right, as we wrap this up, um, what might be a good action step or if that's too much, a good little prayer to pray at the end of this whole thing. I'll go first, but like the minute this podcast stops, uh, what would be a good thing for our listener just to tell themselves uh, or to talk to the Lord about? What I what I thought was, God, I, I want you to help me know um, deep within my soul that I fast for our sake, me and you, Lord. Like that fasting is for me to hear you, to not only get closer to your heart, but to for my heart to become more and more like yours. Um, and that fasting is a gift. It's a challenge. It's self-denial. It is surrender, but it is a gift. So Lord, please help me rewrite the narrative of fasting. Whenever I start making it about comparison, whenever I start making it about my goals not being met, remind me of the heart of fasting. Um, remind me what it's really about. So I'm mm-hmm. this fasting season, and really just in my spiritual walk in general in 2022, I'm just trying to remember this thing is about me being close to your heart. And I love that. I can get on board with that. So I'm leaving this thing going, help me to remember the true narrative of fasting. Do you guys have any advice, any recommendations? How do we need to to pray leaving this thing? Yeah, that was going to be my my thought was make sure your why, like you know your why mm-hmm. and, and define what your why is. Um, on my desk in my office, which is where I spend most of my day, I read The Four Agreements, which is a great book, unrelated, but I wrote down The Four Agreements on a post-it note because I'm so forgetful of like what these simple tenets of truth are. And so I've not done this, but you know, writing down why am I doing this and putting it on that spot where you are most of the day so that when you're facing times where you're like, this is so stupid, like I don't <laughs> right, know why I'm doing right. this, mm-hmm. you look at that why and you go, okay, like this is going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would echo that too. Like the prayer would just be like, God, let me, let me see more of you. Let me learn more of you. Let me be closer to you. You know, anything like that is a win. And one kind of practical thing I would say, like, keep in mind going forward too, is like, it's also okay to like reevaluate. Like if you set off to say like, I'm not eating anything for three days out of this week. And then like you, you fail at that, like fail, you know, whatever that means. But 
Like, it's okay to be like, okay, I don't think that's attainable for me right now. I'm going to scale it back, but I'm not giving up. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to give up just because you're not meeting what you think the goal should be. And you can still get fruit from that from God. Yeah, it's so good. Just like refresh, Mm -hmm. try something different with the goal of being, Lord, I just want to be near. Mm -hmm. And I want to draw near to Mm -hmm. you and you draw near to me. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Well, listen, I hope this conversation was helpful. Um, we are praying for our church family, and if you're not an Ethos member and you are just journeying in your fasting, we're we're praying for you. Um, all right, that wraps us up. I'm Joshua. That was Kyle. That was Laura. We love you. Have a great day.